So you don't go, you, you don't, you don't spend much time on LinkedIn. I really don't No, And I've gone back and forth with it as far as, and I'm not saying not to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Like I definitely see the value of it, but I just find that most of my business, most of my clients come from Facebook. See, here's, here's been my mantra for, for a decade now. Like most working adults have mastered Facebook and then they jumped over to Instagram. And the one social media platform that every working person has should have mastered day one is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not I, disputing that. I, <laughs> I, you know, like I carried a bag, which is, you know, code for I've I've been in sales for a long time. Like I can remember how difficult it was to get to people in the sales process, right? Outside of being criminal and dropping in on people, you know, uh, um. Like, how did you find people pre-LinkedIn was was crazy. And now I'm like, I'm three clicks away from anybody in the world. So, like, that's why I, like, always I'm, like, crazy about LinkedIn. I mean, and I, like I said, I understand the value. I do. And I've been on LinkedIn for a long time. And when I was in outside sales and I worked for a company, I, I did use it. I used it a lot more. But I really don't. And the one thing that kind of frustrates me with LinkedIn, which really probably has nothing to do with the platform itself, but I'll get a request and then a sales pitch immediately. And that drives me insane. It's like, just stop. Hold, like, hold that thought, by the way, for just two seconds. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Do Your Live Marketing Show presented by iSynergy on a Friday. I got my good friend Deanna Hines. Hines. Hines, close enough. <laughs> Making a return visit. She's been MIA for like seven months, but she's been a regular on the show. And it's great to have her back. Welcome everybody that's dropping on by today. I've got an epic rant to go on about online voting. That's right. Let's get a little political today. Let's get controversial. Why not? Like everybody else is. I can't. But you before can. We, before we do that, we're going to talk. We're going to finish our conversation on LinkedIn. We're also going to talk about lead generation in 2021. That's right. It's November. This year's over. Let's face it. We're at Thanksgiving. And there's no business unless you're throwing a Christmas party. That's right. Yeah. Let's be politically correct here. Christmas party for all Holiday. of you that don't like to say it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, we got I love we, it. we only got like three months left of the Trump era. So like let's let's get it all in. Like let's say whatever you gotta say now, because it's all gonna change. <laughs> I, I'm being facetious, right? Um so um but no, this year is pretty much over. So you better better be thinking about 2021. We're gonna talk about lead generation in 2021. And uh, hopefully not get in too much trouble today. Deanna, how have you been? I've been great. Thanks, Dennis. How about you? <laughs> been phenomenal. Um, outside of getting my ass handed to me because of COVID in 2020, um, you know, two-thirds of my business has been severely impacted um, because of this. Uh, obviously, in non-global pandemic years, we get together for a huge marketing conference in person. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a little bit of a challenge. Nobody's crying. Nobody feels bad for me. And I don't feel bad yeah. for myself. That's just, you know, like I feel like 2020 is like the entrepreneur's year. Like everybody, oh, everybody understands what it's like to be an entrepreneur now because you've had to do things to survive, right? Entrepreneurialism is about how do you survive? And so I feel like, you know, in, in outside of the graveness of somebody getting really, really sick, obviously, um, um, I feel like 2020 is that year that people can can potentially end up relating. But no, we've been good. Things are good. good. Family's That's good. good. So the link, link, getting back to LinkedIn, you know, I, we started this conversation offline about early on, you know, I'm touting myself here as uh, uh, actually 2005 was the first social media platform that I was ever on. I feel like all working adults mastered Facebook and, and now they're on Instagram and flirting around with, with TikTok and doing duck face selfies on all these platforms. And they should have really been mastering LinkedIn all along, right? It's the one platform that can really help to enhance and build your business. I hate the LinkedIn police, by the way. Like that's just something that's reserved for Facebook or that's reserved for, you know, right? But so you're dictating what I put into my feed. Um, but the one, you know, I, I was an early publisher on LinkedIn, um, got tons of views early on because I was, I was given that prior to a lot of people. And then now we've got, and then it got noisy and, and the reach dwindled. And anytime a social media platform generally introduces something new like Facebook, LinkedIn has LinkedIn live and they don't just give it out to everybody. So like I applied like four times and finally they're like, oh, we will bestow you. And like we did the night ceremony. I got down on one knee and somebody put a, a the sword on my a shoulder. Yeah. 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 I was like, I got LinkedIn live. And then we get like two people to drop into LinkedIn live. So like there's just not that effect. Um, either the platform doesn't understand live yet. I don't know what it is. But anyway, hopefully we can figure it out. But you hate the one call close on. I hate it. Yeah, I do, I do too. Like, I like to be courted. I'm old school. Like, I like to go out on a few dates. So, like, well, I hate when I accept an invite and then I get, like, the I'm going to fix your business. And that's a really big problem with LinkedIn. By the way, if you got questions, comments, concerns, leave it in the chat and stick around for my epic rant on online voting um, later. Um, one call close. It's crazy. It I really it. is. And it's I mean, I'm about building relationships. That's my personality. That has always been who I am. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I've always done well on social media because it's social, right? It's building those relationships and, and meeting people. It's a two-way street. And that's one of the biggest frustrations that I have with LinkedIn. And again, it's just for whatever reason, people will connect, but it's only to give you their sales pitch and there's no relationship building. No, I don't want to watch your video. No, I don't want to set up an appointment. Like you don't even know what I do. Like, I mean, sometimes, and we've had this conversation. Sometimes somebody wants to set up an appointment to sell me website design. I'm like, did you look at my profile? Like, did you even check anything out or, or not? Typically I would, get, you know, you know, and that's such a good point. Cause I would get a lot of solicitations. Um, the answer is no, they don't. Cause I would get a lot of solicitations either if the conference was in August or October, I would get solicitations the week of. 
and, and, and right. So like if you were paying attention to what was going on in my life, you know, it's very out there. Like that's probably obviously going to be a very busy week and I would get those LinkedIn. So, you know, there's a lot of companies out there now that are offering automation behind their LinkedIn sales methodology. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is that you're not the only person is the, um, <laughs> crossing the line. Like I don't get hit on, on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it but I have a huge female following on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> My wife's super jealous of that, right? She's but no, I don't get hit on on LinkedIn. But like I hear multiple stories, like it's like rampant of dudes like completely crossing the line and leveraging LinkedIn as a dating platform. Like this isn't Tinder, but like they're you right? It's, it's right, true, yeah. Right? That, um, yeah, that's real. That's, that's real stuff right there. I mean, that happens over and over and over again. And, um, it, you know, it's just, it, it should be a professional social media platform and it's, it's not, do I think that there's absolutely business opportunities there? Yes, 100%. I, I, I definitely do. We have so many options, though. We have to go to the platform that best fits our individual services and products. So here's what, I, here's what I strongly recommend for anybody that's out there. If you take anything out of today's conversation, is that whether or not you're active on LinkedIn, you should be active, passively active on LinkedIn in the form of the fact that you can get to with anyone within three clicks that's in business. Like yeah. you, if, if, if you are a business owner, you're in sales, you're an operator, whatever that, that is, you don't need to post. You, you need, maybe you update your profile. Maybe you take, you know, you, you get your phone out, you put it in portrait mode, you, you know, get your prom picture out of there of the time that you went to the wedding with the spouse and you got your suit on and your best dress. Like put a decent picture on there. Just be on there for the opportunity for connections with the world, right? You don't need to. And the second, so, so that to me is like super relevant, super important. Um, the, the rest of it, okay, use it how you want to as a tool, as a weapon, whatever. You and I disagree adamantly about the personalization of LinkedIn, but the fact of the matter is this, is that all my best business relationships, when I sit down with people, don't start with, let's get into business. Like we're talking family, we're talking vacations, we're talking well-being during COVID, we're talking sports. We don't talk politics, <laughs> but right. And then we're like, okay, what problem are we solving for today? And so when the LinkedIn police come out, like, that's not a place for LinkedIn. Like, I disagree because, you know, that's who I am. Right. And I think everything's contextual, but that's just, that's, that's who I am. And, and we, we totally don't agree on that. I hear what you're saying. I do, and I understand that. And when I'm in a business meeting, it, it definitely, like I said, I'm a relationship builder, so it's definitely personal. And you're talking about other things beyond business. But on that platform, I don't want to see your Thanksgiving dinner. I don't want to see your kids. Like, I want to see 
you would I want like you to bring value you would like, to me. You would like it though, if I, like if I posted myself with my family on Thanksgiving dinner and then gave a note and said, like, I'm very lucky and thankful for all of my clients that support me, that give me the opportunity to put food on my table during Thanksgiving. And this is what it means to me when you support a small business. I would. Oh, hard strength. I, I, I would be okay with that, right? Because you're playing on my emotions. I feel that, right? And I and you're thinking you're you're giving a glimpse, but I don't like seeing a bunch of personal stuff. 80-20. Pardon me? 80-20. Like mm. I don't want to be on your Facebook feed, Deanna. <laughs> I don't want to be on your Facebook feed and see you pushing your business shit down my throat all the time, right? I agree with that too on your personal, right. which is why you have a Facebook business page. I agree with that also. But because Facebook, the way that it's set up right now, I've actually had to change my strategy. So now we go live on my personal feed because nobody sees anything. So like I'm like taking advantage of the network I built up on Facebook and I and I I, I post my my cute kids and let people into my life. And then I sprinkle in 20% of like Here's some, you know, like, here's some business stuff. Right. By the way, I launched a new website. I, I saw it. I you saw did? that. Did you launch it like a month ago? No. I Is it new? It. A new one? Oh, I didn't see it then. This week. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't know. I didn't know that. It's so <laughs> hard. Like, I, I worked on icons for two years. Um, conception to, to drop in the book two years and I, it was out five minutes and somebody took a big poop on it. <laughs> so, so like I released that is Shirali.com this week and I, I've not marketed it. I've not even like put it on LinkedIn. I've not put it anywhere. I'm just like, cause I just, I not in the mood to deal with like, Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that is that the best he could do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I say screw what everyone says. But it's you been seven you. years. It's been seven <laughs> years. Like, so I had the original agency website. We took that down. We got Do Yo Live, but people don't realize that. You know, um, you know, they they think of me that I'm the guy that produces, obviously, executive producer, whatever, founder of a marketing conference but don't provide marketing services. And that's always been a branding issue with me. So I launched DennisShirati.com this week to enlighten people on obviously, you know, beyond what I do with a marketing conference. So DennisShirati.com is live. Yes, I'll have to check it out. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> uh, what? No, it's just <laughs> so like <laughs> you know, you put it out there and you, but here's the other thing. How many other people are walking around right now? They're like, uh, you know, they like they don't do anything, right? That and that's that's part of what we do, right? I mean, like even doing something is better than doing nothing. So I shouldn't, yeah. Whatever. And you know what, though? I mean, even doing something like this coming live, right? Like, this isn't recorded. It's not scripted. We are really giving our real thoughts and opinions on the fly. So you're always up for people to criticize or critique yeah. what you're saying. So who the hell cares? I mean, right. So let's get, in, <laughs> let's get into lead gen 2021. What are businesses 
you know, um, obviously there, there's, I, I really do feel, you know, and, and not, to, not, not to get into candidacy, but I do feel the election has some impact. I was with a friend on Monday night prior to the election. And, 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 and so, you know, he's like, look, he's like, hey, we're both small business owners. We got to wake up on Wednesday regardless and make it work, right? Either way, right. Um, you know, but I do feel the election has some impact because it's change potentially. Um, so that scares people. Um, COVID has obviously had a massive impact on us in 2020. Um, lead gen wise, what are you doing or what are you advising your clients to do? Or what are you coaching people on, uh, tactically for lead gen in 2021? Well, I, I, I agree with you this, you know, and trying not to get too political on anything and whoever you vote for or voted for, right. I'm still your friend. I still love you. Right. But it definitely plays an impact when it comes to small business. So I think the biggest thing that really we all need to do is we need to get our systems in place because we locked down, we're locked down right in March. That like was a big surprise to everybody, small business owners and companies, right? Yeah. And everybody had to shift and shuffle and figure it out and, and kind of run with whatever to see what worked and what didn't work. That's not going away. I mean, I, I hope that it does, but we're, I foresee another lockdown because, I mean, like you said, COVID was a big topic. And should I lower my volume here? I'm hearing a feedback. <laughs> Are you listening to yourself on the radio? <laughs> no, I'm not. I can hear myself go back. Like maybe I should put my earplugs in or something. Um, no, my phone's off. But no, but I mean, the thing is, we have to get some systems in place because there's a huge chance that that's going to happen again. So what do we what do we do? Right. Remote working from home is going to be a big deal. If you're a brick and mortar coming up with a solid strategy when it comes to social media, understanding stories and reels like there are so many things that need to be done. And this is the time to prepare for it, because. If we're going to get locked down again, or if, you know, if, if Biden is elected, one of the things he says is that Trump has been too lenient with COVID and we need to really make some changes and implement that changes. And to me, I translate that into, and I'm trying to unhook my, <laughs> my earphones, like I'm tangle them. Um, I translate that into uh, lockdowns possible. So what did we learn from this last one and how are we going to implement that, you know, moving forward if it, if it happens again. So I think you got to put some systems in place, right? Automation, automation, email. Can you hear that too? Yeah. Oh, oh, we, got, we get a comment by the way. I think uh, my computer earphones are actually in my, um, in the closet. <laughs> I, we've we've got comments. Um, we've got comments about the LinkedIn stuff. Time has probably pa passed. Those people probably have dropped off. But anyway, um, so I agree with you. Um, if I was running around last time this year trying to sell you my remote work consulting services, you'd have been like, 
get the fuck out of here. Like, why, why would I do that? Like, why, 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 why would I need that, Dennis, right? I had a client that signed with me last July and in March, stay at home. And I worked at GE Healthcare in a billion-dollar healthcare IT portfolio, head of all lead generation. I was with my team three, four times a year, right? A very traditional, staunch, like conservative company had, we were all remote in four corners of the United States. And so I understood the culture and how to run a marketing team with never being in person. So my value to that company completely changed on March 16th to like, okay, here's the parameters that we need to put in place. I did not tout that service beyond that day. Mm -hmm. And in reality, I think a lot of companies have tried, have either put the IT systems in place and culturally probably have gotten there, but you're right. Like the, you know, if you read kind of like, like, okay, so now numbers are going up. Are they going, you know, you're reading through like the news, like, are they really going up or like, is it going up? Like, yeah. is it as deadly as it was like, and it was all that debate. And then you've got a, a, a switch in, in the uh, presidency. I'm waving to, to Donahue. Have fun golfing with my brother. And shave. <laughs> this is me. Like I, I never. A point. You should I, shave. It's a good look for a balding man. Like it takes, it takes, it takes this, and you put the emphasis here, so you don't look at the balding portion of it. Um. No. So, like, I, I agree with you. Like, we're. I, I am going with a. Um, I'm looking at a technology play in 2021, like so product-wise, right? And and what I have in the inventory, so marketing services is one. Conference, I don't have a lot of confidence in, you know, people ask me this question, like, how do you make money? Like, and I'm like, that's a really weird thing. Like, when I lived out of Youngstown, Ohio, maybe you could relate to this because you've moved to Montana and now you live in Florida. In Florida, maybe not so much. I would get this question because I lived out of Youngstown for 20 years. Um, what are you? And they're like, what do you mean? They're like, well, what, what's your, what, like almost like ethnicity is a race, but like, are you, what are you? Like, I'm like, I'm Italian. And uh, I'm, I'm like, like, why are you asking me this? Like, it's the weirdest question in the world. Like the, the one thing I take away from living elsewhere for like 21 years, I'm like, you know, like, is that question? So now I get people asking me this all the time. How do you make money? I'm like, so you feel comfortable enough with me to ask me how I make money? Like, I never would I ask. Come up with some really creative comments that were just like, <laughs> like I, I would so, have fun with that question. I don't get that. <laughs> like, and it is funny too, because I'm like, I, I, I get it. Like, you know, you, you like, so, um, I'm going to, I'm going to offer a, a tech play marketing automation, CRM, uh, play in 2021 SaaS based technology because of the fact that obviously I don't feel very, I, I don't feel like the conference is going to be a viable play in 2021. It's not going to be a play in the spring. And, then, right. and so you have to look, I think at what you, what do you, oh, Shit, I just had a three-year-old 
take a tumble underneath the, the um Oh no. Get up. Come Is on. You okay? Come here. You wanna say hi? He is tough, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's tough. He is. So I'm looking at my first of all, I'm looking at what do I have to offer, right? And like I'm thinking about that in 2021. Like, okay, um, print publication that relies on bars, restaurants, coffee shops for distribution. That obviously sucks because they're all shut down and they're like, oh, they're all closed. Yeah. And, 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 and 50% capacity and maybe not opening up again. So like, I'm looking at like, okay, first of all, what's my product or my service. And now that I've got that idea of the direction that I'm going to go, then I start to build out the plans of what I'm going to end up educating, entertaining and promoting. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, anything tactically changed for you because you and I have been delivering online content for a very long time. The only difference between now and last year or the year before for you and I is that it's gotten a lot busier. It's gotten a lot noisier. Like if anything, it validates everything that we've been doing for a decade. Yeah. Amen. It, it definitely is. And, um, you know, even like right now running Facebook ads, it's the approach is different than even running it last year because it's going to be a lot noisier and I believe it's going to be even more expensive the closer we get to, to Christmas with running those ads because of all that noise. Historically between Christmas or Thanksgiving and Christmas, your ad, your, the, the cost per click and ads definitely increases. It's always. Yeah. I took clients off of Facebook and Google ads during the election because I, I felt like, it was also going to be devalued to a certain extent. And um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, so, but no, um, you know, everything, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about for a decade plus, right? Because we both have been doing this for, for quite some time. A lot of it, it's still, the basics are still there, but now it's like you're tweaking it, right? So like now, reviews you want like really push to get reviews if you're a business owner um whether it's facebook reviews or google reviews and we can go back and forth on which one is more solid google definitely supports like seo a lot more facebook you know there are billions of people on facebook it's the people's platform but people do check out reviews and before they make a decision to buy so you know you you want to start paying attention to that online presence Absolutely right now, more than you ever have. So tactically, here's, here's you know, um, where I'm at with a handful of clients is that we're actually running campaigns for reviews, right? Like we have, yep. we started internally with our own company. Um, and whether you're a Facebook or you're a Google person, um, we are actively asking them to provide reviews and then we'll build it out from there. So, yeah. so that is, if you've got a business, you've got a company, like I, I, I went to AutoZone. Um, I'm the least likely mechanical person to have to go there, but my brother-in-law told me what I needed to ask and what I needed to get. So they dumb it down for me. Um, um, on the, on the register, they have a QR code that points directly to a review, right? They're no longer asking you to go to, they're like, 
here, scan this QR code and it's gonna take you right to offering us the opportunity to get a review. So big business chain franchises thinking like that, absolutely review is kind of like, well, you know, that's down, that's down the way lead gen, but it is an incredibly important thing for any business to have a review campaign. I agree. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Leo. <laughs> Did he get a haircut? Yeah, he got a haircut. Yep. Yep. So and cute. he's he he's got another two weeks to be in his terrible twos. He turns three on November 14th. And my son turns 23 on November 9th. <laughs> We're like the same age. <laughs> right? <laughs> Halloween was amazing. So, like, I dropped Michael and Mateo off. They're, they're old enough to go with their friends now. You know what that moment was like, right? Yeah. I dropped them off in another neighborhood. And then I'm like, work your way back to our neighborhood. And then it's just fine if all your friends end up at our house. I'm cool with that. But just, like, go trick-or-treating. And, and you're two neighborhoods away. Work your way back to our neighborhood. And they did that. But when I was dropping them off at the house, I was like, I got to go. I got to go, right? And the dad's like, where you got to go? And I'm like, I still have two more kids that I have to bring around for trick or treat. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and he's got, you know, his youngest is Michael is as old as Michael. So I'm like, you're done. Like, they're, you're, yours are on their way. Like, you're done. Like, yeah, you know, Mine's got, well, I'm finished. I'm he finished. Was, I passed out candy with a drink in my hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, so, 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 so I went to my neighbor's house and uh, you know, he fills the kid, he fills Paulina's bag up. Leo went to three houses and he's done. Like um, he's afraid of the road. So like when we went to go walk on the road, he starts crying. Oh, so like, so yeah, so that was, but my, so I'm taking Paulina around with a group of dads and my one neighbor's like, you need a beer? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> so he was back. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's the neighborhood that we're in now is a lot of fun where not only do the kids trick or treat, but the parents can as well. There's DJs, people are handing out jello shots. Like, the game's it, changed. It, huh? The game has changed. We had totally like, different, yeah. we Lots made our own, we made our own costumes and we had a pillowcase for a candy thing, right? That's what we yeah. did. And parents, I like, my, I don't remember my parents drinking during Halloween. Like I, I like, but like, <laughs> I don't remember mine either. <laughs> we did. We, in the, so I, I can't even go into like the things that we did on Halloween when we got older, because I think the statute of limitations still exist. Um, <laughs> so, so lead gen 2021, as we got sidetracked and I'm going to get it into, by the way, my on my, my rant, whether you want to hear it or not about online voting here in just a, in a few minutes, um, case studies, white papers, eBooks, are those still a play? I, I like, I, I created this awesome eBook. I was so proud of it. Like, I'm like, this is, this is, this is like gold. Yeah. And was it? You know what I to the three people I to the five. three people that downloaded it. It's like well, I three, mean, <laughs> so where I see value in that is like on your welcome email, right? In that automation, because I have that included on mine, and 
And um, I do have people download it. And I have people sign up for that. Say that again. I said I where I see the value of that is still when it comes to email automation, like your welcome email, right? Because I do have people sign up to get my my freebie, my white paper, right? And then I do see them then downloading it. So you know, I do think that that if there's still value, there's still value in it. It may not be talked about as much as it was last year. But I think as long as you can bring value to what you do and prove that you know what you're talking about, right, that's one way to do it. I think the bigger emphasis going into 2021 is definitely going to be like really having a solid strategy, being consistent on social media. Those are things we've said before. Those aren't going away. It's even more so now, right? But having that goal in mind with your strategy, which is so important and, and often missed. I think it's email. You know, I'm going to talk about email all the time, and it's it's just putting everything in putting. And, you, and by the way, you sh you should be right. So like I, <laughs> you know, here's where I'm at with this. Right, I've built an audience. I have spent an inordinate amount of time building an audience and building a community over the past seven years, and more specifically with Duyo over the past four years. So I am uniquely positioned, regardless of what market conditions apply, to be able to do stuff, right? Uh, and, and if we we say we're going to, we, we rely, I rely on networking events, like one time per month, you know, Friday luncheons, you know, we, we, um, we get together and they, they take on various shapes and sizes. I could bring those back at any minute because I have an audience that values that networking relationship, right? Mm -hmm. If you build audience, um, we've got some guys that are speaking at, um, so I changed up Do You Live. You got your message this week. I did, so yes. We're not doing a singular day event. I just think that like I sat through one too many virtual events and you're trying to repeat something that's not replicatable into a two-day event. That benefits the hell out of me, but it doesn't benefit our audience. So we're going to do every Friday at noon, we're going to do a webinar for like the next 16 weeks. It's going to take us all the way into October. A um, couple guys that I really admire, are, they were on last week, MLO Bros, Luke and Isaac Schuster. And, 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 and what they've done is they've built community on a Facebook group. They don't talk business. They, 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 they're about building community, right? Nobody woke up today wants to get sold anything. Eventually, it permeates itself. Like, what do you actually do? Like, are you like just running a Facebook group? You know, what do you do? And then it translates over into this. Right. Um, I love that play. Like, I love the genuine sense of building a community. If you have an audience, one of the thing, one of the problems that I have is that we're always talking fucking marketing. It's like we have, and I got a three year old room. People are like, "Are you swearing with your three year old?" I'm always talking marketing, right? It's always like marketing, 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 marketing. marketing. Like we we got to get out of that. We got to get into entrepreneurialism. We got to get into politics. We got to get into you know whatever it is. But I feel like we got to just get out of that marketing conversation more because, but we built the audience very narrowly at the start. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the biggest reason about that is because people, businesses in general, really aren't talking about their real why, like what they love to do, like why they got into this, right? Like I got into this because I do believe that every person, every woman, mainly women, because that's my audience, right? But that they can love and create a life that they love and not like hate going to work, right? And, and nothing against people who are nine to fivers at all because everybody has their own fit. But I'm talking to those nine to fivers that want to run their own show and write their own check, right? That want to create this life where they absolutely love everything. So that's my audience. Now, when I start talking about that, and again, yes, I do help men, but yeah, my audience is mainly women. But I'm talking to them and that's who's attracted to me. So when I've got my community, it is largely women because they're hearing my why. They're hearing what I love and why I'm doing what I do. So I think that's a huge difference when it comes to business. If you're a business and you explain what you believe in and, and why you're doing it, then you're going to attract those people and nurture that community before you even get to the point of what you do. Getting back to the LinkedIn conversation, <laughs> right? So you get the connection to buy, right? It's the, same con it's the same concept that you're talking about right now, right? So you're defining an audience that you like to go after, like you understand your audience and, and who you like to work with as well, right? Yep. So what the troubling thing is for, for many business owners, and I have a client point to them right here, Crow's Cabinets, they do an amazing job with um, commercial on the B2B side. We don't even market that business. Commercial casework, um, architectural design, um, custom storage, cabinets, they have a huge healthcare play. But they brought me on board two years ago to, to develop the residential kitchen business that they've been in since 1977, but really have never marketed it. Like it, it's been word of mouth. The point I'm trying to make is that where I give them a ton of credit, the owner Tim Crow, is they've been incredibly patient. Right? Patience is 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 an incredibly important thing. The reason why people on LinkedIn they send you that let's connect and then let me send you the follow-up message is that they're not interested in building an audience. They're not invested in the long term and look, we all got to eat, so you need sales. But if you, you, you've got to figure out how to balance, hey, I need some wins in the most genuine way possible, but you've got to be willing to have patience to not be transactional in your sale, in your lead, and, and your nurturing of your community, if you will. So Absolutely. If I give, yeah, I agree. If I could give anybody any advice, think about the marriage and not the one night stand when it comes to your marketing in 2021. You need to write a book and that's your title. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's so last night I was up on my high horse about um, about you know getting invited to speak at conferences. And, and um, it's like, I don't. So the, the moral of the story is like, I was like, so since I don't, I started my own. I don't need, I don't need your validation. I'll just, I'll create my own. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, so maybe I love what Luke said. Not to interrupt you, I'm reading Luke's comment over here. And um, I'm with you, Luke. It doesn't feel as sincere to me over there. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Facebook is, I can't say it because Leo's in the background, but that's a whole other kind of show over there. But, um, but yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, Luke. <laughs> People bragging about companies, employers recruiting, companies awarding fake Here, We could just show this. LinkedIn to me is full of people bragging, people bragging companies, employers recruiting, companies awarding fake awards for employees, and just the people acting fake from their miserable jobs and people trying to make a buck off my business. <laughs> yes, Luke, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I could, can you know, what, by the way, Luke's, in the background. Luke's becoming a regular participant luke if you want to come on right now like i'll send you the i'll send you the, the... i say bring him on if he's able to come on <laughs> i want to hear more about what he's what he's saying right here i want to hear like what's really motivating all that ah <laughs> uh, luke oh um, can i answer carmen's question real quick while you're trying to do that Carmen says, Deanna, how do you manage the balance between focusing in on your niche audience and trying to expand and bring others into your niche that may not be considered to be in your niche, but see potential in it? That is a phenomenal question, Carmen. And that's one that when I'm talking to people about, huh? Hold on. Let me. I want to answer Carmen. (laughs) Send the link he's saying. Carmen. So awesome question. I get that a lot because when I ask people, like I do coaching as well for small business owners. And so when I talk to them and I tell them to niche down, that's a fear. They're like, but I can help everybody. And your service or your product might be able to help everybody, but you're really just watering down your message. So when you niche, I'm talking mainly to women and if you if you go and you check out my my Facebook or you go visit my website, you're gonna see the tone, the colors, the vibe. It's mainly towards women, and it's women entrepreneurs. However, that's who I attract, but I also attract men. I also attract bigger businesses. They're gonna hear your message as well through the value that you bring, and they'll do business with you. But don't be afraid to niche down. Um, don't let that scare you because. If anything, if if anything, and then just kind of said that, right? We talk marketing on the Do Your Life Marketing Show, or the premises is that I bring on a non-expert and a business owner that asks questions about marketing, right? And we were very niche, like, and you should stay small in the beginning. And I don't know how long when you make that transition over, but you should stay narrow in the beginning and stay focused on that and build that core audience and build that fan base. And then once you've got that, then you can start to expand out to other places, but don't worry about like if you in Carmen has a, um, they started a Youngstown bocce, um, um, Youngstown bocce. They call it Yobo, by the way, I should get a little bit of fucking credit behind that. Right. Because Doyo was taken, I guess. I don't know. I'm making fun, by the way. So um, so they have a bocce page. Stay, stay in that lane. Like build the bocce audience. Find all the bocce fans that are out there. 
And then as you've got that solid fan base, expand it outwardly, right? And I think that's going to happen organically. I don't think it's something you have to do or mark on a calendar on a time date. I mean, my message is still to women, but I still get a variety of people who reach and, out to me. And here's and here's why. And here's why. And actually, uh, I'm going to invite, ladies and gentlemen, hey, maybe Luke. a return <laughs> appearance. I I guess I guess I'm one of your freaking uh, Doyo Nation or whatever you're called. I'm sitting at work or I'm sitting at my house bored, and I'm like, I'm gonna go watch Dennis. You know what? You're like um, my uh, uh, what was the guy on Johnny Carson all those years? Oh, um, sitting on the couch. And uh, Ed, Ed McMahon. You're like my Ed McMahon. <laughs> you're sitting there on the couch <laughs> making jokes. That's it. Nice to hi, hi, Deanna. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Don't, Deanna is uh, a four-time. Four alum of speaking at do you live and she'll be back for the fifth installation obviously we've expanded that over 16 weeks uh luke is um, uh, i don't wear i don't dress up that's number one so <laughs> in case you're wondering why i have tattoos and no sleeves on i but, but here's in my own office so here's another um before we get into the linkedin conversation linkedin debate oh, freaking go all day sorry we've got <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Shiraldi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry about putting that stuff in your front yard the other day. <laughs> so um, Luke has built Carmen, a very niche audience, and started out with everything Poland, right? So, like, the conversation is, like, this is very communal driven and built that audience through Poland Um and, and then now, obviously, is expanding outward to everything. Youngstown is going to replicate that to, to a certain extent. But it's very comfortable in saying, hey, we want to be everything Poland. And so it's okay to be like, hey, look, I'm going to narrow the audience to this is what we're going to do and then expand out from there. Anyway, let's get into Becky Bertuzzi says um, – a very serious question for Luke. I have a question for Luke. I want to know how much this dude loves Star Wars for him to get the rebel ta the, the tattoo. I, the rebel I, also have, I also have the the, bat, the uh, Empire on that one, and then I have World of Warcraft tattoos that you can never see on my back. That's how lady I am. Story about my tattoos. I my wife has tattoos. I said I would never get them, and uh, she said you should go get tattoos. So we have three boys under nine. So. I said, okay, cool. I'm going to go get tattoos of the boys' names. And I came back with Star Wars tattoos. And she was going to freaking murder me. So that's that's the story of those. So I do like Star Wars. So All right. I'll, I'll full disclosure. Um, Luke and I have had our disagreements on the youth sports fields many of times. <laughs> well, not really. Many and Deanna, you, you may not know Luke, but he's, he's, he's somewhat like Shrek. He's a very large human being. I'm hulking. And, and for those of you that know me, I'm 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 classified just above mid, midget status. So like smaller than the average man. <laughs> so there, anyway. <laughs> there was about a week of a period of time when Dennis and I first ran into each other. I was gonna try and hunt him down Poland somewhere and beat him up. That let's just say after a youth sports game. He was in my face. No, okay, he wasn't in my face. He was in my chest. <laughs> in like, your belly. Poking, in my belly, yeah, like he Yes, he was. Yep. All right. So I'm a little competitive, but so you know I. what? I didn't play college athletics. At, you know, played <laughs> college basketball at five eight if I'm lucky on a phone book because I wasn't competitive, right? Like, I mean, obviously you've got to have a little bit of a competitive gene to, to pull oh, that sure. off. For sure. LinkedIn, I'm a huge fan. Oh, 
Um, I'm a, a dramatically a huge fan. It's the first social media platform that I was ever on. And not because it was the first, but I, I find tremendous value in LinkedIn. Luke, you find it to be something that people are bragging about their jobs and about their awards. And I, I, maybe for, for you with your business and your marketing business, there would be value there. Um, but from a non like I don't need businesses. It helps to have business contacts, but I don't get my direct business for mortgages from LinkedIn. Like no one's gonna like CEO of a company on LinkedIn or somewhere. Hey, I want to refi because you're on LinkedIn. It's it's never happened. And maybe it's because you guys are marketing people. It'll happen. I go on to LinkedIn and I see, hey, I got this award today, or we're giving all of our employees this award. And then my first question is, okay, it's like. From uh, other mortgage companies will give a uh, platinum club to all this this and they don't say what the platinum club is they don't say where it is they're like it's ceos bragging about how their company did this it's it's blah 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 that's all linkedin is to me. And never, whenever i get a new friend at this point whenever so, not friend whenever i get a new person on linkedin you said it earlier as soon as i accept it well, hey, Luke, I am selling you leads or I am doing this or I am doing that. It's like I know they want to make their money, but it's it's inundated with annoying, annoying crap like that. And Facebook's annoying, too. But I just think it's I, don't know. I, I agree completely, Luke. I, uh, I, I don't like the here. I want to reach out and connect with you. And then, well, here's my sales pitch. It it drives me absolutely nuts. Now, I do try to keep who I'm connected with to people that I really do know so that I could celebrate some of those moments with them or I can see oh, what they're doing, you know, so I understand that value in it, but I'm with you. Most of my clients are coming from Instagram and Facebook more than LinkedIn. I haven't, I haven't, I've, again, it, I haven't once again, it's a little different business though, but I haven't gotten a lot of business from there. Here's, here's, here's the interesting thing behind what I, I hear you saying and, and, is that in every B2B transaction, there's human beings behind the B2B transaction. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and every one of those B2B people that are on LinkedIn need mortgages. Fair. And, 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 and I would also argue this, the CEO of that company, his mortgage is probably going to be significantly different than my mortgage. I, I agree with that too. <laughs> so like, but here's but what that CEO that's on LinkedIn who probably isn't even really on LinkedIn himself where he has his assistant or he have his marketing company okay. running his LinkedIn is, isn't doing. So several years ago, I'll go back uh, five, six years ago, company came to me. Now, this is after I left GE healthcare. And every CIO, chief information officer of every hospital in the United States, wanted to connect with me when I worked GE Healthcare in their IT. In GE Healthcare IT, I was in marketing, handled all lead generation for a billion dollar healthcare IT portfolio. My connections were that you can see on LinkedIn, and every time that this individual was trying to sell the CIOs, right? He was trying to get to CIOs. He's like, every time he called me, he says, every time that I look up a CIO at a hospital, 
And I'm talking not just rural community hospital. I'm talking like Johns Hopkins, Stanford University. I'm talking the Riversides, the UPMCs. They're like, your name comes up as a first connection to like every CIO at every hospital in the United States. I was like, yeah. He's like, we want that audience. So, like, then next thing you know, they became a client because of my connections to how many people I had connections to in the CIO realm. Think You're about a that. LinkedIn influencer. Yeah. Before it was <laughs> before it was a term. Right. Right. They wanted right. access. You should you should write a book, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was like a softball. It was like a softball. Who's got the time? Who's going to read it? Right there. it In twenty twenty one, who's going to read? But I would, I, can I, I buy the book? I want to read it. I want to read it. I feel. I feel like if you change the narrative of just a little bit, right, of what you do on Facebook and building the, uh, you know, the community there, I think if you change the narrative just slightly, and, and even beyond that, like, I, I just feel, uh, and I don't get, I don't think that I get a ton of business off LinkedIn. I, I really don't. Like, I, I but you know, it is interesting though that I do have people come up to me. They're like, "Oh, look, it's Mr. LinkedIn." I'm like, "Well, that's a good thing. Like, you see me out there on LinkedIn all the time." Um, I just like the fact that, from a sales perspective, I'm three clicks away from anybody in the universe. If I need to know who X, Y, and Z is, I'm there. There's a ton of mark. You see, the, the the hardest thing about marketing right now is that everybody's a marketing expert. There's no barrier to entry. Like, like there's no startup fees to becoming a marketing expert or a marketing genius, right? Like you just say you're a marketing expert and then like, you're like, you put it out there and like everybody on the web is talking about being a marketing expert, click funnels, this and that. So it's a very noisy space. Um, but yeah, that's that's my pitch on, uh, on, on LinkedIn. Like I just feel like, how many people watch your show on LinkedIn? Did you say that already? So right now, there's something there's something amiss. There's nobody watching on LinkedIn. Um, last week when we went live, I, I had the MLO Bros effect. I had like 25 people, to, you know, like jumping on Facebook Live. We've had anywhere between five and 15 kind of coming in and out of, you know, our Facebook Live today. Are you, saying, are you saying we had the most people? Is that what the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. It's insane. You beat, you beat Joe Sylvester of High Octane Coffee. That was a long one. We, Joe and I sat down and we talked for like an hour and 20 minutes. At least it was you, I, and uh, Luke. There was three of us. Isaac. Isaac, sorry, Isaac, my brother. yeah, Isaac, um, yeah. and um, yeah, so high octane coffee, Joe, and it was like an hour and ten minutes. I'm not bagging on Joe because he's a great guy, but it was like an hour and ten minutes of Joe talking about Joe and Joe's accomplishments, and then me sprinkling like ten minutes of me. <laughs> so that's what that. Yeah. Means. So we went an hour and thirty seven minutes last wow. week. Yeah, we broke that record too. Oh, see, see, Deanna, we're just breaking records all over. I, I mean. You're talking about like marketing stuff 
you you keep saying it to us, to Isaac and I, like, oh, you guys are you doing this marketing stuff, and we don't even know what we're doing. We're loan officers. I have no clue. Like, I'm just literally making this stuff up as we go, and it's working. So I I I, You're I don't connecting, know. but that's what's so cool about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you without even realizing you're finding a way to connect with your audience and you're yeah. having fun with it. And yeah, even though it may not be yeah. a strategy like Dennis and I may talk about, like coming up with a strategy to your goal, you're doing it organically because that's but listen, what people, people are attracting. People, people have a, a big problem in the marketing world with me because I'm not the clean and polished you know, I, I had somebody on a couple of weeks ago, Luke, you watched the episode. I, that's not me, right? Like the, 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 the clean polished, like final product in the magazine or like, I'm about executing and, and going and then figuring out as we go. Right. And the real, and, and like the marketing people are like, are like, we need a polished commercial. We need a polished project. But like, if you bring up marketing because we've done it, because I've done it, like the name comes up because of the fact that we've been just willing to execute. I, um, I don't get in LinkedIn's endorsed skill feature. You end up with people who went to school with back in the early days, have spoken to in years endorsing you. I don't ask for any endorsements. Um, I agree with that. I, 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 they do it I, anyhow. <laughs> they do it anyhow. I agree with Carmen. I'll see things. It's so like, it's I'm going to switch gears for just one moment because I'm 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 feeling in a in a in a comfortable space, and and this is probably going to trigger a lot of like working people around the world. But like, we live in a first world nation. We have Mark freaking Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. And all of freaking Apple, all of our most secured information in our life, healthcare and financial are online. We can't figure out a way to have an online voting process, yeah. regardless of who you voted for in the United States that gives real time results. Paulina, my seven-year-old drew a picture and I put it on Facebook and it was she had the one thing going with the four lines and then the slash through and then the check marks, right? I picture Pennsylvania right now. Somebody's sitting in a room going, Bob, was that four or was that five? Oh, shit. I lost track. Let's start over again. Like, <laughs> go get the manager. How do we not have – how do we not have – like, are the Ruskies going to hack us? Yeah, it's because that, like yeah, right there. we're hacking ourselves right. We're hacking ourselves right now, right? We are proving that we're there's questionable things going on in the in the atmosphere. So, how do we not have the opportunity and non and non presidential? And I'll, I'll finish this, and I'll let you have your thoughts. In non presidential and in non presidential. Um, um, years like this year, we have 10 to 20% of the population votes in Poland, Ohio. I'm sorry, not Poland, Mahoney County. 10 to 20% of the population turns out and votes in non-presidential years in Mahoney County. So you're looking at like 13,000 people that are dictating like the rest of the policy. How do we not have an online voting at this point? A lot of smart people. 
Go ahead, Deanna. You, you're going to say the same yeah, thing. I, well, I mean, you're like, go ahead. Deanna. <laughs> um, there is some online voting under certain circumstances already available and you can register online in certain states as well. But I think I agree with you. Like there should be a way it, the biggest concern is hacking. But when we look at what's going on right now, it, it's ridiculous. And, you know, there should be a solution. And, but I also think that, okay, first off, like, I don't trust any or many politicians. <laughs> like, I really don't. Um, Luke's had politicians on his show, so you better be careful. You better. Okay. <laughs> I wrong. I, I mean, yeah. I have friends who are politicians. No, they don't. The they, they, when the political hat goes on, I'm, like, skeptical of everything that comes out. Like, I want to see the proof. Like a, link, like a LinkedIn invite for networking. You're very skeptical. <laughs> yeah. But but no, but honestly, like, so I think there ha if when that is fully implemented, and even if when they say like we've we've made revisions so that the hacking is impossible, which Facebook gets hacked, Apple gets hacked, like there's still hacking that occurs on those platforms as well. But I think it, there needs to be regulation too, right? Between the Democratic and the and the Republican Party, just to make sure that it's still Let's fair. Let's be clear about something, though. Let's be clear about this hacking thing. Your entire financial record is online right now. Right. Okay. Everything about me is online. <laughs> okay. Everything. But you have no. You go to sleep at night not worrying about if your bank account's getting hacked. So yes and no. I do go to sleep at night not worried about my bank account. But are there times like are there things that I've implemented to protect that? Yes, like security features and things of that sort. Yes. Have I been hacked? Have I had people like get into my bank account and spend money in different parts of different countries? Yeah, and then it's resolved and it is scary when that happens, right? Identity theft is scary if it's ever happened to you. So is it something that I lose sleep over? No, but is it something I'm concerned about and have purchased some extra protection to make sure that some of those things maybe are prevented? Yeah. Luke? I, I sleep at night about the security stuff because I know the FDIC insures up to $100,000 and I don't have that much in my bank account, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> The you can't even get your driver's license online right now. Like I have to, I like my driver's <laughs> license expired for six months because I refuse to go stand in line to get it. So the government is not going to be able to pull off online okay. voting without hacks, without issues, without computer programs. There's no way verifying the people. There's just no way, and they, they won't do it. And the government is full of a bunch of eighty year olds that. <laughs> 80 year old millionaires that aren't going to do that they're a bunch of grandpas it's grandpas and grandmas in, in the government that are never going to pull it off so maybe in the next 20 to 30 years if we're all still here i would say so but i, I don't see it anytime soon government's run by 80 year olds grandma's yeah that's what carmen even said that's uh, our systems are so outdated yeah you can't get a driver's so license so I, I like this Deanna lady up here. She's she's cool. <laughs> so uh, you want me to go? You I like you too, Luke. You're you pretty cool. Just hang out. 
We can just and, hang out. Maybe she, maybe she should come on the MLO Bros. That's what I'm thinking. You actually should have Deanna on the MLO Bros. That absolutely you should have her That's on. That's right. Um, we'll talk about it. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. I would love it. You know, it, it, you know. Here's the thing about the DMV. So their solution to COVID was basically wait online outside, and then we live in a northern state, ridiculous, which presents its own unique challenges and problems. Obviously, we can't put Mark Zuckerberg and 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 Becky makes a comment. We obviously can't pay, put Mark Zuckerberg in in charge of it because only half the nation would see certain things anyway, right? So obviously it's filtered. But we have the brain power. We have the know-how. We have people that already vote with American Idol. We have single sign-ons, right? We have this technology that's already built through blockchain, artificial intelligence, machine-based learning, to basically implement this probably today. I have less worry about an election system getting hacked than right now somebody said to me, why don't you early vote? Put your vote in the mail. I was like, do you really think that I vote, I put this in the mail and somebody's actually going to get that and my vote's going to count? I had zero confidence Zero confidence in the fact that that was going to happen and happen in the accurate way. So much, in fact, too, that when I went in to vote on election day, I'm sitting here with a pen and bubbles, and I'm scribbling in, coloring in the bubble, right? Like it's a, like it's a the the Iowa test. ACT. I'm like, I go, what are we doing? Like, are we really sitting here filling in a bubble? Like. We have like if you go to Google Forms and you create a Google Form right now, what you get on the back end is amazing, right? It dices the information individually and collectively. You get bar graphs, you get charts, you get all this stuff. We're filling out bubbles in the polls in person, and then then we're we're either putting it through a machine or somebody's literally going right now. That's one. Let me open this one. That's two. That feels like a third world country. Government, man. Can't do anything. Government. And, and then the problem is if they change it, though, the other side it is already happening now. You're, you're having it now with just reading and, and tallying people. Are, there's lots of everything else. What if we threw computers in there? And then everyone's going to say, oh, it was hacked. It, it... <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's going to get me all upset on Friday. <laughs> you trying to sit, are you turning over a new leaf? You're trying not to be angry on I'm Fridays. Try, I'm trying not to be angry on Fridays. <laughs> so I'm still being angry though. Uh it's just yeah, I don't I don't think there's a way to do it, Dennis. I really don't. <laughs> I'm I'm very optimistic about two things going into 2021. Three <laughs> things. Lead generation, my LinkedIn. <laughs> and that we will come up with a solution for online voting. I have an amazing idea, by the way. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so you, Deanna, you're aware of obviously geofencing technology. You don't. I don't know if you use it much with your clients or not. Okay. No. I'm gonna Google that right now because I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so Luke, 
And for those of you that are out there that do not know this, you could either go through a media company or you could go through, there's online companies that you can go through that have technology that you could basically, it's like Snapchat filters. You can set up advertising and build a perimeter around something. So when somebody goes into that perimeter with their phone, it scrapes their IP address and then serves them ad content for the next 30 days. You follow me? Wow. So like, let's pretend for a second that we're in a non-pandemic year and there are 70,000 people at First Energy Stadium to watch the Steelers beat the Browns. You could geofence Cleveland Browns Stadium and anybody that walks into that perimeter then gets served ad content on Facebook, on websites, and it travels with them for the next 30 days. Amazing concept, right? This exists today. It's exists for a long time. So I came up with the idea of what if, now, if MLO Bros or Deanna wanted to advertise in Cleveland Browns Stadium, you would have to pay the Cleveland Browns X amount of dollars for access to the audience inside the stadium. That's why it's so valuable, right? That's how advertising works. You know, you've got X amount of people, 5,000 views of your, your Facebook Live. You're now selling advertising to sponsor the show. Right. People want that because they want access to your audience. That's how advertising works. So my concept, if I could find a developer, is this, to invent geofencing blocking technology. So now I want to basically geofence Cleveland Browns Stadium. The Cleveland Browns basically put up a wall a technological wall and says, if you want to geofence this stadium, you're going to have to pay us for access to that audience. Wow. So follow me. Can anyone geofence anywhere right now? So I, if I had the tech, I could go in and geofence uh, yes. the, this Poland stadium, Poland high seminary stadium over there. Yes, right case, and, and case in point, there's also another way that you can accomplish this with like Facebook. You can basically drop pins on Facebook advertising and say, and yeah. it comes it comes down to a radius, but you can shrink that radius to a kilometer. So like I've dropped pins on the Covelli Center before when I know that like there's a big event at the Covelli Center, right? Or yeah. the outdoor amphitheater, which falls within that radius. So now I'm like, okay. So now Cavelli Center is losing out on that advertising opportunity because of the geofencing technology. That's interesting. So now, so now what if we said Cavelli, thousand dollars to whatever you want to like, here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put a we're gonna put an invisible fence. You're gonna pay us, but then you're gonna sell your advertisers and anybody that wants access to the audience that's inside, you're gonna you you could basically present this right like i mean nfl concerts when events come back online it's a huge opportunity wow how 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 would how are you going to block that radars like how are we going to set that up like how you just need somebody to develop it i don't have a propeller and i'm not a nerd so like <laughs> I, I, I get very like i really need to find a developer to um I have a friend in Silicon Valley. It sounds really sexy, but um, I have a college buddy of mine, college teammate that has a tech company in Silicon Valley. 
I'm thinking about reaching out to him. Um, yeah. yeah, that's my wow. Next. Do do can so can any so can you have like a hundred companies go around Cleveland Brown Stadium now? Do you have yes. And wow. and and now so what happens? And they're going to be inundated, right? The real estate, like on Google or Facebook, the real estate becomes more expensive. So the ad opportunity yeah. then increases because you're bidding for space. Oh, so like, what what companies do is like they'll they'll um they'll geofence a big box store, right? So like you'll they'll big they'll geofence Home Depots. Um. There's technology within the store to 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 basically geofence um, an RFID technology to to geofence lanes. So like if you're in the plumbing aisle, because people are doing some a concept called showrooming, right? It's no, it's nothing new. You go to the store to try on shoes. The shoe buying experience is so bad online because you never know if they're gonna fit. So people will take the time to go to the shoe store, try on a shoe to see if they fit, and then they'll go back to Zappos and they'll buy their shoes online. So they don't have to worry about returning them. People are in store, in retail, and they're looking real time to see where they can, can I get this on Amazon? Um, Two years ago, Chris, we went, are there any kids home? We went Christmas shopping, Joanne and I. And we went to, we started at Dick's Sporting Goods. And we're like, I was, we were buying we were buying ski gear and i was like how much is this ski gear and so we're like looking i'm like look it up on amazon real quick she's like wow she's like it wasn't like a couple dollars cheaper it was like 75 percent cheaper on wow. amazon. so i was like well screw this let's go get a drink we'll sit down at, at you know at, at the restaurant bar we'll, we'll have dinner and we'll order we'll do our shopping online while we have dinner Sounds like a great date, but like it was like better than you know. That's what's happening. Wow. Tangent number two. That was definitely a tangent. <laughs> that was definitely a tangent. All right, what else is going on? We're gonna get out of here. We've been on for about an hour here. What else, Deanna? You got to run. Um, I'm okay. I'm missing. Whatever. I'm missing. A, I'm missing a meeting right now. You, by the way. Whatever. No, I'm missing a meeting right now. Is it with a stuffy? If it's is it with a stuffy guy in a tie and a suit, Dennis? <laughs> it is, isn't it? No, it could be though. It, it, is. Could, it could be. I mean, I never know who. Um... So wait, what does Deanna do? I missed that whole part. Oh. Before you end, what what does Deanna do? I do the same thing Dennis does. <laughs> I have a digital marketing agency. Oh, there we go. Oh my gosh. Can with me be friends? Can we be friends? So I you guys, can, can I ask Deanna a question? Deanna, do you, you still embrace? You can embrace other lending companies, Luke. Like you don't have, have to kill, friends. crush, and destroy. I have friends that are other lenders. Okay, good. I do. I don't <laughs> like any of the banks in town because I think they're waste. But other than that, I have lots of lender friends. So Deanna, does uh, do you do, like something I figured out since I've been. Uh, flirting with the marketing people uh, is a lot of the people steal other people's ideas. And Dennis and I have always touched on that (laughs) because literally my brother and I started some of these things and none of it was happening. And then all of a sudden everybody has a podcast. Everybody's stealing ideas. It's amazing. Let me, let me, let me also interject this before he finishes the question. It took me like 
three, four, five years to get replicated on a lot of things that I've done. They've managed to have it happen like three, four, five months in. So they've like, like they've achieved this rock star status in like an incredibly quick like, amount of time. But go ahead. Company asked us asked us to be on like go on their Facebook go do go do our podcast live on their website. And then we said no because they wanted us to pay, which I said, said was insulting. And yeah, exactly. It was nuts. And then a week later, they had their own podcast, which is terrible, by the way. But anyways, and then other stuff, all this stuff copied. So do you steal other people's stuff, Deanna, or no? Are you, are you not like that? <laughs> yes. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Am I inspired by other people? Like there's so much out well, there. A lot there's of it a fine line really between being inspired and copying. But go no, ahead. it's not the same. It's I like fine. to steal somebody. You know, I know what it's like to have somebody like directly steal something you did. I had somebody copy my about me section on my website word for word yeah, and just crazy. change <laughs> my my name and she to he. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, what? So it's, it's mad. Yeah. It's maddening because Dennis had a guy on that represents one of the banks that I used to work for. (laughs) And that guy is literally taking stuff that we're doing. And I know it's him because he represents this bank. Like we came out with a Poland Halloween contest with the houses and not a week after we released it, this bank was doing a Halloween contest. And it's like, are you freaking serious, dude? Yep. Same so, thing. I had that happen. Yeah. I ha- and it, ironically, the the person that was doing this, and this was years ago, years ago, but um, and I was friends with his sister. And every post I would do the same week, he would post exactly the same thing. Where his sister reached out and said, "I don't want this to ruin our friendship. I see it too. You've never said anything, but I'm going to address this because it's absolutely ridiculous." I'm glad I'm glad we're revisiting this very sore subject because I thought about this. I thought about this the other day. And early in my career, I, I was a school teacher for five years. Um, and the day I got my master's degree in ed administration, I switched careers in the healthcare sales and marketing. And um, um, I got my first job as an account manager for a healthcare diagnostic imaging company. And I was covering like a small swath of Northeast Ohio. My boss got shit can, you know, in the interview, you're like, you're, you're telling everybody you're going to work hard or do whatever. I, so I was like, well, I said that in the interview, I might as well put in for her job, right? They need a district. They need a regional manager. So not only did I make a career change within three months, I went from career change to now being the regional manager four states, three reps, and was going to have to build it to eight. I was like, how did this happen? Like, and I still didn't even know like the intricacies of like uh, MRI technology. Like it, it takes a long time to learn healthcare and all that stuff. But I was smart enough to kind of look at a few things that were going on in the business. And one of the initiatives that I came up with ended up putting like, $2 million back into bottom line revenue because it was lost business that we had on the books. And there was eight of me, there was like eight of me around the country in regional manager positions. So we all went to California. I went to my first 
meeting in California on the plane. Look at me. Aren't I cool? Orange County. And I'm getting ready to go to uh, the first big company meeting. There's like 500 people there. First of all, I take a shower that morning and the heat from the shower swells the door. So I go to open the door and I'm locked in the bathroom. <laughs> so, so, so now I got a foot up, right? I got a foot up trying to pull the pry the door open. OCD, OCD. I got to be, you know, Italian. I got to be an hour and a half early for everything. I'm like one of my old uncles, like, right? Like, they're like, you know, Uncle Ray, like the party's not until seven. Why are you here at 5.30? You know, like that uncle, right? I'm pulling the door. I'm like, God damn it, I'm stuck. I'm going to miss my meeting. I'm going to miss my meeting. So finally, I pry the door open. And um, the, 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 the door unswells and I open the door. I get dressed. I go down. And, and my initiative was supposed to be basically like I had a call with the eight people on the team to tell them about the initiative that I had done like five months prior. We go to that big company meeting and next thing you know, this guy from this other region is touting this great idea that he came up with to put $2 million of bottom line revenue into the region. And I was like, boy, that's, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. That was me. That was like, you really just copped that. Like, did you just do that? But here's what, here's what I took out of that. I got in the elevator with the guy and we had to look eye to eye, right? And he knew and I knew. And I didn't have to say a word to him. I didn't have to say anything. It was just like he knew down in his heart of hearts when he went and looked in that mirror and laid his head on the pillow that he was a horse thief, that he stole the idea that it wasn't original. So when I, I do get pissed off, when I see the direct like things that I'm doing that does impact my revenue, it does piss me off, but it's kind of like Goodwill hunting. It's like, at least, it, at least I'm original, right? Sure. You know, no, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And the problem is I can't keep my mouth shut. Neither can my brother. <laughs> That's the problem. You're a bigger <laughs> man than us because as soon as somebody does it, I mean, that the, the one dude for the, for the business journal, when we called him out on it, he was on Facebook freaking backpedaling like I've never seen somebody backpedal. So, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, did you, Deanna? Yeah, Deanna. No, I'm like, I wasn't sure where it was going with this, but I've clearly seen now. <laughs> like, business journal. It, it does. It happens a lot and it does suck. And it hurts when you've got an idea and you're running with it and, and all of yeah. a sudden you see what sucks is when you see somebody, you know, doing the exact same thing and you're like, wait, what? Like there's enough information out there. There's an, like come up with something that's unique to you. But you know what? So, and kind of like what Dennis says, and I wish I had the Guillons to actually like call them out face to face. Well, that's the one thing I, I respect I, about I MLO bros. Like that. Huh? I, I do respect the shit out of like ML Obert. So like offline, like I've gone to the office, their office is right around the corner from my house. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> like, I, like I, I admire the fact that you, you know, that you don't play it safe, that you just, you, you, you'll call somebody out. Like I'm, I've been so worried about all the time being like the good guy, the nice guy being politically correct. And like, 
you know, like not to do that. But I'm like, you know what? I, I have to like still shamelessly share generously, give credit where credit's due. Like the amount of people that have HubSpot in this town right now where we live is a direct result. The amount of people that are doing content marketing is a direct result of everything that Do Your Life stood for for the past five years, right? I mean, it's been like that since day one. But they're like, I invented inbound marketing. I'm like, you did what? Hold on. I got to write down HubSpot so I can steal that later <laughs> off of you. HubSpot. <laughs> I love what that is. And what was the other thing I'm stealing off you? Geofencing. Marketing. Geofencing. Yeah. Geofencing. Content uh, Content Like, really? Like, no agency was pushing content five, six years ago. It would have got here. It would definitely would have got here. I'm not saying that it wouldn't. We definitely forced the issue and accelerated the fact that if you didn't start pushing content, you're screwed. And they forced the hand of everybody in this area to have to do that. And so I just launched Luke Dennis Schiraldi.com. I heard that after Dennis. seven years, I launched my website. Luke Schuster.com. <laughs> Schuster.com. <laughs> Got it. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just writing these notes all down. It's not sour grapes. It just is what it is. And yeah. everybody's benefited from it. Like everybody's gained, everybody's pockets grew because of it. You know, there, there's us it's being- It's a fact. Yeah, I, well, and us being the way we are, and it's just like, I just can't keep my mouth shut. It's a story of my life. So if somebody does something against me, I immediately go back or I see something like that. But like my mom, who is much more whatever, nicer, her her thing is like, all rising, rising tides raise all ships. You know what I mean? So, uh, like you say, you're you're improving everybody. Like you're helping. Yeah, that, that's been I, the goal from day one. Right, right. So that's a good thing. So I I don't necessarily know if if everybody should be like us, but I, and I, and, I and Deanna's Deanna's on with uh, me because she has this she has something that I I've stolen shamelessly. What's that? But What's that I give. Here? I give credit. Like I give credit to MLO Bros because they turn me on to StreamYard. Like I I love the StreamYard. I love StreamYard. And it, yeah, it's not my idea. Like I say, like MLO Bros, like I give credit. Or yeah, credit yeah, yeah. I, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff. But but again, it's you know, working together, working, there's a difference between working together, working with each other. Like I'd be lying if uh YSN, your sports network, DJ Oakley, uh, who's out of East policy. He has helped me immensely with certain things, but we're all, you know, are we competing? Not, you know, not really, but he's helped me immensely with stuff. And Dennis has helped us like crazy too. So, and I hope I can help Dennis. I hope I can help DJ. I mean, it's just, you know, just don't steal my stuff. <laughs> so it's uh, the bocce bros. The bocce. Carmen thought <laughs> he's like, I, I feel bad because he is family actually. Yeah. Um, so married. Through through a Youngstown relation, it's um it's kissing cousins. He's I'm married to his cousin. He didn't still do yo, and he didn't still brachi bros, right? It, it's just brachi bros, and MLO bros, and bo yo. This he didn't steal any of it. I I'm not, and I'm not even being funny. I'm not trying to be funny, but no, he's awesome. genuine about it, and and in in the most genuine way. And thank you, 
for dropping by, Carmen. I really appreciate you hanging out with us today. Um, um, Deanna has a statement. This is why she's been a part of Do You Live since day one, is you work out of abundance. What is it? Oh, yes. Um, well, there's two mindsets, right? And I work out of the mindset of abundance, that there is enough for everybody. And, and not- some people live in a mindset of scarcity. When you live in a mindset of scarcity, like you are afraid of losing a client. You're afraid of like that person who unsubscribed. You hold on a little bit tighter, right? Because you feel like if I lost my client and they went to Dennis, Dennis took something from me. And I don't see it that way. Like if Dennis is a better fit, by all means work with Dennis. And because there's somebody else that's a great fit for me right around the corner. So I do live in a mindset of abundance and it's worked for me. <laughs> so. I, and, it, and it's why the conferences worked. It's because, um, well, I think that a lot of, I think first of all, like maybe it worked because a lot of people didn't think that I played in the marketing, same marketing space as a lot of the other people. I don't know. <laughs> but that's why it's worked because like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's equal playing field, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's I can't have four, three, 200 people at this event and I can't if if everybody raised their hand and was like oh we all want your marketing services I can't even begin to fathom where I support that from a you know certain perspective right right so I've always had that mindset of you know if if you feel like we're all going to win and I've had people I've had agencies where like we don't want to give away our secret sauce. And I'm like, I have to tell you something right now. Outside of my experience, everything that you have is on Google. Yeah. I guess it's Luke's, true. <laughs> I guess Luke has a... Uh, a I a, guess, a, yeah, the dogs are going crazy. And I just saw UPS. I'm like, is Amazon here again? <laughs> that's so funny. Amazon. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, we've, we've, ad- we've adhered to, you know, that, that mantra. Um, and it actually, I'm currently, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the, um, I want to break out of the Mahoning County borders as well. Right. So like, I'm not focused, um, on grabbing new clients. I mean, I'll, obviously I'm going to take clients when I can that are here. I love my hometown. Um, you know, I love being able to go see people in my hometown and meet with my customers in person. But, um, one of my, one of my big focuses right now is too, is like expanding beyond the borders, like, you know, uh, getting clients that are, that are not here locally. Um, and the reason, and part of that reason is there's multiple reasons behind it, but I do look at things to get inspiration and typically it's like, it's usually not in my industry or my client's industry. Like I saw something, oh, what the hell was it? I know what it was. Anyway, I was like, what's our version of that in our industry, right? It's an, it was an idea um, about how a lighting company basically will come over and they'll do a demo. They'll light up your house for you, outdoor lighting company, right? And I was like, wow, what's our version of that? Not lighting up the house, but like, what's our version for your company 
of that demo that gives people that look and feel so they can make the long-term decision as as to like you know not lighting but like how do we how do how do we replicate that in our industry of what we do because if we could do that that's such a great idea we're yeah. not doing the exact like if we were a lighting company and you know i mean yeah obviously you should be doing that anyway if you're a lighting company you like you you probably should look at that and say i'm going to sell that this way but like i you know i'll do that like i'll i'll see like oh like this is this is an interesting way to approach this um and then pull it into my clients or into my own business but i i generally don't won't won't look at something like locally that's on a billboard and be like Oh, you know what? I'm take a picture of that. Have my have my designer make that. Yeah. And then rip it. That's that's where I think it becomes or or you had somebody copy and paste something off your website. We about, I, about me. I have I have somebody right now that copy and pasted something directly off the icon's website and put it on their their website. They changed like three words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me. I mean, it was addressed in that in that case, but I agree. Like, I do the same thing that you do. Um, I really use my own experience. Like, I, I don't really fit into the cookie cutter, like, digital marketing agency because I was doing the workshops before I was the agency. And, and I like to teach people how to do what I do. So it's a little bit unique. It is and it's not. There are a lot of people that do it, but there's no one locally that really has, or when I say locally, I'm still referring like to Youngstown that does what I've been doing, you know? So, but I listen to podcasts and every morning I'm reading content of how I can improve what I do for my clients. And that just kind of, trickles in and is incorporated into my ideas. Luke, you a podcast or a video guy outside of like your own? Well, I've been watching you every Friday for some reason. Like every time you come on live at 11, I'm like, well, I don't got anything. It's Friday. I don't got anything else. To do. It's just working I have I nothing watch. literally better to do with my time. Really, get really bad marketing advice from Dennis. Um, I, I, I really don't. I, I, I watch, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rogan or listen and listen okay. to Rogan. And my husband that. loves him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, a, and then a, a NFL thing every now and then. But other than that, I really, I really don't. I'm too freaking busy between the kids and work and everything else like that. So. I, 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 I'm not, I, audio and video are, are brutal for me and I know how hot video is and everybody's like, and, and like if you're around long enough, like, you know, like people are like, oh, video is so big. I'm like, where were you like seven years ago? Like video was big seven years ago. Like all of a sudden video is hot again, right? Um, I don't have the time. We're all brokering for attention and time and they're not making more of it. So I don't have the time to get through a podcast, to get through Sorry. a video. I'm a skimmer and a scanner. I'd rather much still read. Like, okay, is this interesting enough for me to skim through this article? Let me glean some things and we'll go from there. 
I try to get in the podcast like I genuinely do. But like when I go for like the daily walk and I'm like, I'm going to listen to podcast today. I end up on the phone for an hour. And like I called Deanna like or I return my phone calls. Yeah. Instead of sitting at my desk getting fatter and bolder and older, I go for a walk and I return a lot of calls while I'm on that walk. And I just got in a very good habit of memorizing what the call, call was for the follow up. Right. But I, I struggle with audio I and I have my own video show. Right. I struggle with audio and I struggle with video because I have to be at their leisure to get to the point. I, you know what, I will turn on podcast. I do listen to them, um, but I don't have a system. It's kind of like if I'm cleaning the house, it's on in the background, or if I'm doing something that doesn't require a lot of focus that um, I can have it playing, that's when I'm listening to podcasts. And then I'll hear something, I rewind, like something will catch my attention, and then I rewind it a little bit, play it again. And then it's like, oh, yeah, like those aha moments will stop me. We'll revisit this topic. So Luke and I talked about this last week. And you do an online show. I, by the way, I have no controversial topic for this Friday. So if anybody's got one, like, I got to get it out soon. I don't know if you follow my Facebook personal feed, Deanna. But every Friday, about two months ago, I started saying, you know, political and COVID fatigue set in. And I was like, let me bring some levity. So we're going to have very controversial topics every Friday on my Facebook feed. And it's like, would you rather be Michael Jackson or Prince? Or what's, you know, low hanging fruits, like what's the best pizza in Youngstown? Or, you know, all like things like that, right? And I get like, I can't even tell you the engagement that I get is off the charts crazy. And I get people DMing me with mm. ideas. And I'm like, you do realize you have a Facebook feed and you do realize that you could literally copy, you could ask that same, the energy that it took you to ask me that question, you could put it into your own Facebook feed, but they don't. Facebook Live, everybody's got the same opportunity. Why is it though, people will, will line up to go on the MLO Bros show, but they won't like turn the camera on themselves and do their own live or they like, what, what, what is the, what's, What's the disconnect? I think. Go ahead. This is I kind of impose on your show. Literally, I just I got invited and I just take over. Like Dennis says that every time I come on here, I just totally take over. No, um, go, go ahead. I think one, it's a comfort thing because a lot of people aren't comfortable going in front of people. Like that is just be it online, be it anywhere, and and like right now, it's just like I'm. It's I'm talking to you guys, and that's all it feels like. You don't know how many people are watching or anything. It's a comfort thing. It's a personality thing. And I think when we talk about, like, the imitation, when these people try these other podcasts, it's just they don't click. It's like a, like a TV show. You watch a TV show, and you're like, okay, this is an awesome TV show, or it's a terrible TV. Some, some work and some don't. And I, I think there's a, a – you know, people who try it fail because it's just not good. I, I, I don't know. And I, a lot of people don't have the time. It, it looks like when you look at it, it's like, oh, Luke and Isaac started a podcast. Luke and Isaac started these Facebook groups. And now, you know, they're getting two, 3,000 views every time they go online. It took a lot of, you know, we mess around saying, oh, it was easy to do. We don't know what we're doing. It took a lot of freaking time to do that. It, it, you know, you, you say every Tuesday and Thursday at 830 is when our podcast is. 
for an hour, hour and a half. I'm missing my kid's bedtime. I'm missing, you know, you're, it, it's a lot of work and dedication to do it. So I don't yeah. know. I, I agree with Luke. I was going to say fear, but that kind of yeah. goes hand in hand with what he said as far as comfort level. Same thing. Um, it is intimidating when you, you have the show, right? You are responsible for asking the questions. You're responsible for keeping that conversation going where when you're a guest, you just, you're, you're being told what to do next. It's much easier. And then there's that fear of the, of the audience, right? You both have done a great job of establishing an audience and people who will tune in and watch or catch it and start paying attention. And, and I'm sure everybody remembers when they first went live, right? And nobody was there. Nobody, like that's an intimidating moment, right? Cause you're like, I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to the wall. Nobody's seeing you. And, um, and that, and that's, it's fear. It's like, you don't want to do that, but you have to like what Luke said, you know, you got to be consistent. You got to put the work in, you got to grow it, but that's why they don't do it right away. It's easier to just say you do it or I'll come on your show because you've got the audience and you're guiding them. So have you yeah, ever, I agree. Uh, two questions and follow up. Have you ever gone live in the acapella sense? Did I say that right? No, that the acapella would be, have you ever done a solo? There's always been a duet for you. For me? Either one of you. Oh, I've gone solo. Luke? Mm, no, because if Isaac or I aren't there, we bring in uh, O'Keel. So how hard is it to go and carry something live by yourself? It's hard. It is fucking it's, hard. It's like, challenging. It's and then when nobody's know. watching and nobody's commenting, you're like. It's like. You're just so, talking to yourself. So like, you know, we did all these interviews and then I'm like, oh, I'll just turn it on. And I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. But it's just like, wow, like I got to carry this entire thing. And it's like, it's a lot. Now, have you ever done live outside of stealing my bike or dropping fake poop on my porch? <laughs> have you ever done a lot? Have you ever done live from like a coffee shop? And obviously uh, you guys started in a little bit of a different time than, you know, the in fairness to that question, you started at a different time. You started in quarantine and lockdown mm -hmm. um, than, you know, Deanna and I, but have you ever done live in public? No, but Tuesday we are for the first time. We're uh, it's called Youngstown Pizza Reviewers. It's a dad and a daughter who review pizzas, and we're gonna do a pizza review live from a pizza shop during our during the podcast at eight thirty. By the that way, I think I I am going to St. Anthony's today. There you go. For two reasons: one, I saw it on your show, and then a client yeah. Crow's Cabinets. Drop yep. them down. Tim and his wife swear by it. So um, I saw you guys there. Deanna, have you done a live in like a coffee shop or a? Oh my gosh, yeah. How it's fun terrible. was that? It's huh? terrifying. Well, it's embarrassing. The, the, the things that make it terrifying is am I too loud? Am I disrupting people? 
God, I hope their Wi-Fi works here. <laughs> like that's that's my concern is the Wi-Fi thing because you can run in the hardest issues and the biggest things from going live is that freaking Wi-Fi. It's it, gotten it, it's gotten a lot better. Like I can assure you that early on, it it never was going to work, and and now it feels pretty seamless. Like you don't have the same issues that you had three four years ago with with live. But I will say. First time that I did a live from Branch Street Coffee, I was like, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? Like, there's people, and I'm like, it was just embarrassing. Like, Was it I'm, live by yourself? And I, well, I'm not an embarrassed – I'm not a very easily embarrassed person at all, and I'm not mm -hmm. afraid to make them – no, I, I was interviewing somebody. Did you, I think you hold me. the phone up yourself? I think it was actually, I think we did it. I mean, you've done it several times at Branch Street, but we definitely were computer we open with the phone, before. computer open with the phone, with the phone laid up against the very sophisticated environment. So it was computer open phone sitting there staring at me. And um, <laughs> were people looking at you like, what is this guy doing? Yes. People were walking by. Um, you know, and you, you again, like you, you know, like, so at that point, at that point, people, stupid local, you know, a little bit of internet fame, I guess, if you would like, people are like, oh, that's, that's the, you know, like there was recognition. Right. And they're like, oh, they're doing it live from here. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, anything that makes me feel uncomfortable, I generally go and do like, I mean, that's just generally like. When I went and interviewed in New York for a job, like I was like, I don't really want to be doing this right now. Like, why am I doing this? And I was like, this is why you need to go interview. And and then ultimately ended up moving to Manhattan. But like, you know, anything that makes me feel that uncomfortable moment like that, those types of things that generally like, okay, like you got to go through with this. You got to go do it. Um, next question is, have you had anybody on that, isn't as talkative as the two of you. Yeah. So like you ask a question, Luke, and the answer is this. You ask a question, the answer, they go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm doing it to you right now, aren't I? But <laughs> you know, no, that we have we've been lucky where we haven't had that. <laughs> because most of the people most of the people want to talk when we get them on there. Now, and again, Isaac and I have no problem talking, obviously. So we can cover it up. The, the problem that we've had, we've had one or two shows where it was for a charity or it was for something kind of, and it wasn't fun, if that makes sense. It was kind of just, this is what we're doing. This is blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> people tune in because we're nuts. So Isaac and I at this point are trying to plan if we think we have somebody boring coming on the podcast <laughs> to spruce it up in some way, shape, or form. And that's no, well, well, that, but that's, that's the interesting thing is that it's inspired me to get out of the marketing conversation and more just to conversation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when somebody wants to come on and they just have this agenda to 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 talk about, you yeah. know, charity is obviously a very good reason, and I and and we support a lot of them. But like, you know, I don't know. We we'll get there, but let's have this dance. Uh, now, now, Deanna, you've had a lot of one-on-one -on -one interviews. You don't have somebody else to help you interview. So, you, the question is, you know, two-part, and the answer is yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> no, no, um, I absolutely, I've had people on that I thought would be, and I've had, it's gone both ways, right? I've had people on that I thought would be really energetic and give great information. And it was like pulling teeth, trying to come up with additional questions to ask them because they just wouldn't elaborate like they would off camera. <laughs> and then I had other people that I thought, okay, this might be a challenge. <laughs> and they were awesome. They were hysterical. Like they made it so much more fun. Do you prep? No. I probably would be better if I did. I may have like, depending on what it is, I already have an idea going into what I want to ask them because I asked them to come on for certain reasons with the exception of like somebody like you, like I wouldn't prep of what I'm going to talk about. I might, cause we come up with like some crazy topics, just talking and having a conversation. So with, you know, if there's somebody else that I'm interviewing, I already have an idea of why I want to bring them on. So Luke, you guys prep. Have have you seen our show? <laughs> no. no, but I think I think you do to a certain extent. Well, and the reason I say I, I, the re so the reason I say that is that you guys screen share and will show things when you're doing your 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 show. So that leads me to believe that you've got some preconceived thought not scripting your questions like you guys are definitely just having a natural yeah, conversation we, we we download i guess prep would be yes i guess we do logos we'll grab logos i'll throw up logos. i'm starting to get better at logo i mean that's prepping if i don't know a lot about the person coming on i will research for sure and like you said we've we've i've i love going into facebook and grabbing bad photos of people and then posting it online because it's awesome doing that you know what i mean stuff like that <laughs> so, um, so be careful, Deanna, when you go on the MLO. Right. Yeah, if do. I really do get invited on the show, I'm going to clean up my Ooh. Facebook first. <laughs> yeah, like there was uh, Cindy Best, a realtor who's good friends with us. She had a, uh, it's like a picture of her in like senior year, and she was like a drumline major and all this stuff. And we padded up there, man. And we were just like, well, look at this smoking hottie from, you know, this like. <laughs> I love Cindy and I know exactly what yeah, picture you're talking about. Like a drum, like a, like a, it's so awesome. So, so I, I mean, we prep for that kind of stuff. So I guess you can't just say we just go in without knowing anything. So yeah, for sure. Now, would you ever, would you ever, um, would you ever take advice or somebody said, to you, we're going to do this when you interview me. Mm. I'm poking you in the I'm poking you in the belly again, Luke. Never. You have never. me on the MLO Bros, and I email you and say, Luke, you're going to play this video when uh, when when we do the show. No, I, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, if you did it, if you said it, I might think about it. If I ask nicely, but it's my if you ask nicely, I might do it. But if it's like, uh, no one's ever done that. Yeah, no one's, <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> no one's ever done that. There's no, yeah. It's kind of like, like I said last night, we had, uh, we had a board member on. We had uh, Troy Polis on. How'd it go? It went great. It, it went was great. Was everybody civil? Yes. Well, I had, we started it out with a Luke Schuster five-minute dad talk. If you want to just watch that part, it's really fun. And it was literally me 
war I felt like I was warning my kids like when you're about to go into like church or something or, or like a wedding or somewhere real nice where it's like look we're having this guy on the show I know some of you don't aren't happy with the way things are if you are rude I will kick you off and block you from our podcast for the rest of your lives so don't freaking do it and we had like we were streaming 50 people the entire time and yeah. nobody piped up. Nobody said anything rude. Troy was good. It was. It was. I think it was good, and it needed to happen. We we have a lot of white people problems in our poll in Poland. Oh, like we cre we create our own issues oh. in a really great school district, and so very controversially right now, there's a change in superintendents and how it's all going down. So Troy Polis is a young, 25, 26 year old kid that ran for the school board. And had the balls enough to go on to the MLO Bro show and 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 get interviewed. You know, it's funny. It's funny when we go into a store with my kids or church or wherever it is. I use reverse psychology, and I know Deanna's a big psychology person. So when I tell my kids when we go into a store or somebody's house or church, I go and I look them dead in the eye, and I say, "I want you to act in a way." that's going to make me want to punch you right in the face when we're here. I might choke you out as well. Make that happen today in Lowe's. And they're like, they start laughing, right? Instead of saying, funny. don't do this, I say, I want you to act in a way that make, makes me want to punch you right in the forehead. And now all the parent groups are like, oh, that's great parenting. Dennis, like you beat your kids. They're like, no, I throw the warning shot over the bow. Like I, and then all of a sudden, I don't really have many problems when we go in the store. <laughs> that is funny. That so, is funny. I've never used that with my. I, I want to hit you. I want. I'm looking to hit somebody today. That is a. I'm gonna try that. The problem is, if I try that with my boys, it's gonna be a freaking. There's gonna be cops called to freaking Lowe's. Here's the other one. That's right? what I would be afraid of with mine. How old are your boys, Luke? Nine, five, and two. Here's Mine are 21 and 23. <laughs> you gotta try wow. reverse psychology. So it won't work anymore. But back in the day, they would there would have been a fight when they, they when they get and I, and I don't know this, right? And I, I know I never want to go there because the karma will bite you in the ass. But I, I will say to my kids when they get older, like, I want you to go out tonight and act like act crazy with your friends and try and sneak in the side door. I want that to happen. I want you to try and come in the back door tonight because it will be locked and you will sleep outside. Make it happen. Prove me right. You know what I mean? That that's here's the other one I do. It's survival of the fittest. It really is Darwinism in my house. <laughs> With my dog, I watch people chase their dogs all over the place. I'm like, I'm the food provider. If that dog runs off, that's on him. That's not on me. Like, right? When I go to the store with the kids. I have the car keys. It's not my job to keep an eye on you. I know how to get home. It's your job to keep an eye on me. And my, yeah. my wife's like, you can't, your kids are going to get kidnapped at the store. I'm like, well, <laughs> they, <laughs> so they better. <laughs> so, hey, wow. We're willing to take that risk, but don't lose sight of me because it's not my job to watch you. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Between telling people you hit your kids and that they need to follow you, you're going to get all kinds of comments on here. Well, we didn't talk about Trump and Biden yet, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out.
I'm out on that one. I've got about six more minutes, Dennis. <laughs> I do too. I, I actually, I missed. I, uh, I have gonna... to go. Yeah, I have to go too. We're actually uh, our next charity event. I don't want to ruin it, Dennis. But Dennis, everybody's bailing on me because of my 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 angry chill, my angry uh, uh, raising of my I'm children. I'm listening practices. to you, Luke. <laughs> so, it's okay. Um, turkeys. That's all I can say. We're going to film, and for Thanksgiving, I'm going to say turkeys for our, for I, our next I, charity event. I do have I do have a question. I need help. Um, oh, you, you got I, two I, minutes. What do you got? No, seriously. <laughs> I have a meeting at one o'clock as well, so we got nine minutes. I have a really good idea for Crow's Cabinets for a Thanksgiving post that's not just like, you know, post a turkey with, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Where do you cook your dinner on Thanksgiving? Kitchen? <laughs> My mom's house. In oh, the in cabinets. In the in the kitchen we do kitchens so i'm trying to execute a social media idea on um do you take a picture now we have these cutting boards that they're partnered up with purple cat to they give the wood purple cat makes the um it's adult with adults with the disabilities they make these beautiful cutting boards and um they're selling them for 40 dollars a piece so we're going to do we could do a social media giveaway and my idea is that you would post a picture of yourself cooking your Thanksgiving dinner in a Crow's kitchen. Like if you're a customer of Crow's, enter the contest, take a picture of yourself, tag us in the post. Or do we start it now and say, you're qualified to win. You see where I'm going with this, right? Or do we open it up even more broadly and say, anybody, take a picture in your kitchen what cooking you know, means to you at Thanksgiving, spending time in the most meaningful room in your home. And obviously the giveaway is, a, is, is the cutting board. I don't know if we launch this now and say everybody play, or if I launch it now and say only Crows plays, or if I launch it now and say the contest is, here's the contest marketed every day up to Thanksgiving, and then on Thanksgiving have this groundswell of people tagging us with them cooking in their Crows kitchen. I would launch it two weeks before, run it through, hype it up, and open it up to everybody because somebody who may not be a client, um, it would get their attention as well, like to, to consider crows. Maybe they're not familiar with them. Maybe they've never heard of them, right? So I would have fun with it. and just Tag, tag up of you cooking Thanksgiving dinner in your kitchen. Yeah. You want to win a cutting board. I'm no marketing person, but I would say everybody, like she said, because just limiting it to the people who already have cabinets, how often do you buy cabinets? Once a lifetime, maybe. So you'd want to open up to everybody. The people that already have cabinets are, aren't going to be possible future business people. And that, my friends, is the Do You Live Marketing Show presented by iSynergy. Thank <laughs> you, Deanna, right? for being an amazing guest. Why I, am I getting cut off? I'm so confused. What no, it's, a great, it's great <laughs> advice. It's great advice. No, I like I like everything that both of you said. Don't don't take that as me being dismissive. It's twelve fifty four and people gotta go. So no, I really like those ideas. Thank you for helping me to shape that up. I agree with you. I just no, I, I agree. I think I think that that definitely gives me an idea how to approach this. Now every kitchen company 
in Youngstown, Ohio. He's like, well, that's a great idea. Let me go. Let me go. Hold on. Let me write that down. Write that down. Get your picture. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Everybody have an amazing weekend. Nice meeting you, too, Luke. Stay sane. Stay sane. Stay safe. Chill out. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. And uh, this is the Live Marketing Show. We're out. See you.